0: Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. Hello, beautiful people of Steelers Nation. Thank you for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk. I'm your host, Noah Strackbine, joined every Tuesday and Thursday by my main man, Donnie Drew. And Donnie, it's gloomy, feels just like Pittsburgh. Yesterday, was a special holiday for many of our viewers. We found out I decided to wear the Bob Marley shirt today just to say I hope everyone had a good holiday. That being said, Debo Samuel's to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got plenty to talk about. How are you feeling, my friend?
1: I'm feeling great. Uh, I did not participate in the holiday, but I hope those who did thoroughly enjoyed it. I know plenty of people that did. So shout out to them. And I hope everybody left milk and cookies out for Snoop Dogg. Like my man Miguel said in the chat, we are seven days away from the 2022 NFL draft. It's 90 degrees here in Phoenix. I got the boom <laughs> working. My little product placement right That's here. That's beautiful, so actually. The good people to read.
0: That's it's beautiful. A it's a good life. It is a good life. It's a good day here on All Steelers Talk. Make sure to use our promo code at manscaped.com, 20% off, plus free shipping. We'll get to all that good stuff later. But first, first, Debo Samuels has officially requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers. The reason being, it could go a couple different ways. Some are saying he doesn't want to play running back anymore. Some are saying contract negotiations weren't really there. Some are saying the San Francisco 49ers have said, hey, we'll pay you whatever you want. You come back to us and everything's good to go. Maybe he doesn't want to play with Trey Lance. We'll get to the Pittsburgh Steelers being a contender. But first, when you heard this What what would you say you thought was the most believable reason Debo no longer and what seemed like suddenly didn't want to be in San Francisco?
1: I think this might be a hot take. Oh, Um, okay. Say it. I think this is a negotiation tactic. I really think so because like there is not a shot unless like he practiced with Trey Lance. And he just did not like. And whenever I say not like, I mean like hate what he saw. And I was there in person to watch Trey Lance's first career NFL start whenever he uh, traveled to State Farm Stadium here in Phoenix, Arizona. True. He didn't look great. But like, it's super hard to judge a quarterback who was kind of in and down the lineup and wasn't really used as a starting guy week in and week out. And, you know, he's going to have another full offseason underneath his belt. There's a lot of traits there to like about trey lance so like the, the jury's still pretty much out on him is what i'm trying to say and for your top weapon to be like nah this guy's ass i don't want to play with him i like you cannot pay me enough money in the world to to play with him is basically what debo samuel had either said or insinuated sure. nobody really knows what the actual reality is um i understand the like not durability concerns but if they're going to try to use him as like a both running back and receiver, that is going to impact uh, how he gets paid to certain points, even though I, I think it should be the opposite at the end of the day. Um, I, I think it's a negotiation tactic. I think he'll ultimately want to stay in San Francisco, but I could be wrong because every report known to the Twitterverse says I'm wrong because I haven't seen one person be like, yeah, like he's just playing. He's joking. You know, he, I know. he actually wants to stay.
0: Even Debo coming out and saying, did you see his tweet where he was like, oh, the reporters make stories, only me, so-and-so, and the 49ers know the truth. And even that, people weren't like, oh, he's just saying he doesn't want to trade. People were like, nope, we were wrong about the reason for requesting a trade, but he still wants trade. Like, this is still very well known. It, it doesn't, I don't know, it kind of it threw me for a loop. I'll be the first one to admit. I was, I was at my new apartment. I was cleaning a little bit. And I looked down at my phone and I was like, what the heck is going on? Because a week ago, it was like, my number needs to be 25 or nothing. Took down all his social media posts. And at that point, you were just like, this is a Kyler Murray tactic. He's playing a game. Then he got the death threats and the racist comments. And... Things started to change, and I thought, okay, you know, I could see now where he's going, and then boom, out of nowhere. It's like the San Francisco 49ers knew about this for a week. Debo wants nothing to do with this team. I couldn't tell you. So, if it is Trey Lance, which, like, it seems crazy, but, like, I mean, like you just said, maybe it is. He didn't look super great. Do you think there's – I guess it doesn't even matter. I was going to ask – if you thought that he would want to come play with Tr- Mitchell Trubisky, but even better than that, do you think Debo even has a say in where he'll en- end up? Or do you think the 49ers are just like, dude, I could care less about you. This is a business. You're on a rookie deal.
1: Yeah. And it's a little different because he's like not a tenured guy that has like built a rep with the organization where the 49ers would want to do good by him and try to send him to a place where he would actively want to want to go and then the whole deshaun watson thing was a little bit interesting because like deshaun had the no trade clause in his contract so he basically had to pick where he went and then the texans were forced to negotiate basically from that i like if you're the 49ers you just put him to the highest bidder i mean you don't trade him within the nfc west you try to trade him somewhere to the afc but if there's a, a team in the nfc willing to, you know, give up the house to go get a guy like Debo Samuel, then yeah, you're going to take the offer. And if Debo doesn't like it, all right, well, we didn't like you coming out and saying our quarterback was not great. We didn't like you coming out and saying we were like misusing you or like any of that wild criminal stuff. So yeah, at at the end of the day, like you said, it's a business. And if Debo is going to treat it like business, then I think the 49ers should treat it like a business.
0: All right. So treating it like a business. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you're looking this situation right in the face, is Debo a guy that you believe they should go at least pursue? Maybe not go get, but at least pursue?
1: Yeah, I think you always try to pursue top-notch guys like that. Now, how serious those conversations are going to go and the asking price for what San Francisco is going to want might be two different stories at the end of the day. Yeah you also kind of have to figure how would debo be used in an offense here in matt canada's mm-hmm. offense because you would hope that he would be used a lot like the 49ers were able to use him but the 49ers are a probably like like a Steelers 2.0 version of what their offense wants to look like just in terms of like schematics and you know, a whole lot of like pre-snap motion and play action and all the good stuff like Kyle Shanahan's offense in San Francisco is a very much well-oiled machine. And, uh, like, I'm just not sure Debo would be happy here, especially if, like, if he's not cool at playing with Trey Lance. I don't know if Trubisky or Rudolph's going to move the needle for him. Oh, yeah. You would would have to figure – and sorry if I'm, like, anticipating one of your questions right now, but you'd have to figure the the package it would take to get a guy like Samuel – would be pretty significant. I, I, I think pick number 23 would have to be in that conversation in order to bring him over here.
0: Pick uh number 20. I don't know where you, I don't even so know where 20, you got. 23. No, no, Cardinals
1: were number 23. Sorry, bro. Oh, I wrote gotcha. nine articles today. So I'm like,
0: it's a long day. So that was going to be my next question is you said that those conversations should happen. I think the conversation's, should definitely happen. And I would want to get into the schematics of how Debo would be used. Cause that's like the craziest part of this whole thing is there's like seven different things that you could break this conversation down into. And it starts with, should they go get him? Which I believe they should. I don't think there's any reason for Debo Samuel to not be on the Steelers radar. He's 26 years old. If people were like, Oh, Tyree Kill, maybe Devontae Adams, maybe this guy, maybe, Oh, we're not paying Deontay Johnson because he's not a true number one. Well, Debo Samuel is a true number one. The asking price has got to be large, super large. It's not even like, a, oh, like what would they have to give up? It's more of like, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, what are you willing to give up? I'll give you, mine is, if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm giving up a first and a third this year. I'm probably giving up a second next year, and I might even give up a third next year as well for Debo Samuel. Seems like a big package, but it's a lot. But you don't need your first round pick this year. If you're getting Debo, a third round and a first round is a steal, in my opinion. And then next year, you're giving up your second and your third, which is a lot. I get that one. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are built to at least have a contender. So those are my picks. What would you give up?
1: What, would I give up? Oh, man. If you're the Pittsburgh
0: Steelers Uh, and you're looking San Francisco in the face, what's your max before you're walking away? All
1: right, I would... My max should be, like, number 20 this year. Probably, I would say, like, maybe a third this year and then maybe, like, a third next year, only if San Francisco, like, dealt me, like, a fourth or fifth back, like, to sweeten the, the compensation it's really hard to project a guy like Debo's value just because we really like, it's so hard to kind of like peg what he's worth because there's not a whole lot of trades a that involve a guy like Debo and two, there's not a whole lot of guys in the league that are like Debo. So it's like, how do you, how do you justify his, like his asking price? It's kind of like, it's kind of like baseball cards, right? Like one person might value said card at like this price. And then another person might kind of not really value that. Like if it's there, it's there. If it's a certain price, they will get it. But like, whatever, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think Debo, I think the wide receiver market as a whole has been like that so far. I mean, what a Tyree Tyreek went for a first, second, a fourth, a fourth and a sixth next year, which I think is where it starts. Like, I and I think you could work around like what that first and that second is, or that second and that fourth is, which is where I think you can get a third, but it's, it's always a revolving door of like who 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 went, where, for what, last time, okay, what what will we go for this time? And I think that's how they're gonna treat this. I'd probably give up a lot. I I would I would stay in a negotiation room quite long for Debo Samuel.
1: Do you think that adding Debo, like significantly makes your offense better to the point where like you feel like you can go and make a push deep into the playoffs.
0: Yes. Yes. Because, and maybe like, it's difficult to to answer that question because deep into the playoffs is, is hard to determine, but I believe that he makes it significantly enough. In Significantly enough. Is that the correct phrase there? Better to feel comfortable with making a big trade for him and a big signing because if you're going to get Desmond Ritter at 20, just like Tyler in the comments said, Debo Samuel makes your offense much better for the next three years than Desmond Ritter does. Mitchell Trubisky, I'd trust for the next two years with a billion re- weapons around him. There's no weapon in the NFL greater right now than Debo Samuel. He makes your running game better, and I get like that's the whole argument here is like Debo Samuel doesn't want to. Run the football. I got called an idiot. I got an email this morning, an email. And I get emailed all the time, all the time. But I got an email today from somebody telling me how much of an idiot I am because I wrote an article. And in the article, I said that Debo Samuel will help the Pittsburgh Steelers run game. You're telling me that if you trade for Debo Samuel and you just gave up a first, a second, and a third round pick, plus probably a couple other things, you just signed him to a $30 million a year deal, because that's probably where the market's going to be, roughly. And you're going to say, oh yeah, just go play slot receiver for us, man. You got it. No, he's taking handoffs in the backfield. You don't look at somebody, an NFL unicorn, and say, oh, this guy is strictly what he says he is. It's no, he's a competitor and he makes our team better in a number of ways. So this is what we're going to go do with him. We're going to use him everywhere. You're, you're, you're an idiot if you don't go and use Debo Samuel as a running back. So I think he makes the running game immediately better. It takes pressure off of having a, to add a backup running back. I still think that you need a third guy because I don't think Debo should be taking more than like three to five handoffs a game. Um, and he's got return ability, obviously he's only 26 years old. So I think that there's enough upside here to say, yeah, you're probably going to get better than what you get in the first round and the third round in this year's draft for Debo. The $30 million is tough, but I mean, I'm on the pay Deontay Johnson train. I will easily be on the pay Debo Samuel train. Salary cap like, doesn't exist.
1: I feel like it's another, uh, probably like branch you can go off of. Is that like, I'd say, like, somehow, because, like, like realistically, I don't expect him to get Debo. Like, I, I, I would be shocked if I got a notification from, like, Schefter or Rappaport saying that the Steelers got Debo Samuel. I, I would just genuinely be shocked. Should they grab him, though? How do you think that impacts Deontay Johnson? Because, like, if you're trading for Debo Samuel, you're not going to not pay him, right? Oh, and no, so, Debo's getting the bag. Yeah, Debo's getting the bag, which means Deontay Johnson is
0: not is getting not the get bag. bag. Yep. What about this one? Do you trade? Do you think you can include Deontay in a trade for Debo? I would. Do you think I right? Like, and what do you think that would knock off? If you're the Steelers and you're saying, hey man, I'll give you my number one wide receiver plus our first round pick, maybe a third next year. I mean, that's a that's a trade right there. I'm saying you know, okay I, I all like day.
1: I feel like the 49ers would be pretty happy with that return too, because like having having a attack with Brandon Ayuk, who I think is a very good receiver, George Kittle, who's one of the most dominant tight ends of his generation, and then Deontay Johnson on the other side, and like with like how often they run the ball and how well they run the ball, like they really don't need Debo to like run the football there. They really don't. It helps, and like you said, it it kind of adds to the the horn of Debo's, like, whole, like, unicorn thing he's got going on. But, like, having two really electric receivers, like Ayuk and Deontay Johnson, I feel like if presented with that opportunity, the 49ers would be very willing to try to negotiate a deal around that.
0: Yeah, I think that, I mean, Debo's stats, you look at his, like, running chart or whatever, and I saw the other day, it was like Debo ran the ball 51% of the time or 51% of the time he was in the backfield like the last eight weeks of the season. And that was like after everyone in San Francisco's backfield got injured. So you have a healthy running back. The the 49ers have proven for the past four years that I could run the football well in that zone scheme. Easy. You could get a running back to be a running back. You don't got to worry about replacing Debo in that aspect. I think it goes the other way around where you look at him and say, yo, I could get more for this guy. Because he offers a running back position as well as a wide receiver position. And he's built pretty big. But, I mean, dude, Deontay Johnson, first off, if you're Trey Lance, and, like, I get who Debo is. But if you're Trey Lance, you you want somebody who's going to be open all the time. Nobody in the NFL. Uh, take that back. There's a couple of people in the NFL. Deontay Johnson's probably top 10 in the NFL at always being open. Like, he doesn't always turn it into a touchdown. He doesn't take on big hits, but he is always open. And if you're you're a second-year guy, you're stepping into a role, there's going to be pressure on you because chances are they're not going to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. I've been watching a lot of Grant Cohn videos on YouTube. If you guys don't know Stop. Grant Cohn, dude, go watch him for 10 minutes. You, you'll probably want to punch him in the face, and you'll be like, I actually respect that, that opinion at the same time. It's like a crazy mix of emotions. He's a colleague of ours. He's a great guy. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't seem to be going anywhere. So you have pressure that Jimmy's going to, at some point have to be called upon. You want a guy that's open. I think pff, pff, give him DJ all day. Oh, here we go. Deontay Johnson and Stefan to uh, I don't know what San Francisco's, I don't know what San Francisco's defensive line looks like. So that's tough to say that's a that's a definite there however you get rid of stefan to it you're looking at maybe a whole other world of trouble for the pittsburgh steelers because they, they can't even get rid of him at this point not without a first round pick
1: yeah uh you're definitely trying to keep that front seven together as much as possible um i mean they're they're pretty set on the front four brother like between d4 javon Kinlaw, uh eric armstead and nick bosa like they're they oh are, yeah they don't um, need a step on okay, to it okay.
0: Yeah, they're okay with that. But I do like the thought of Stefan Tua being included in that. He's probably the Definitely. most tangible guy outside of like Chase Claypool and Devin Bush. But right now, you're not looking to get rid of either of those guys. I think picks is the way to go. That's probably the only thing that you're going to want to get up, give up for Debo Samuel. Here's the next question, and, and maybe the last question here that revolves around him. If you ended up with Debo Samuel, say the Pittsburgh Steelers somehow, some way pulled off a miracle, what are you signing him for? I'm giving him 30 million dollars. I would year.
1: really like to stick around that 25 million a year mark. I I don't know what he's asking for. And apparently yeah. the wild thing about this scenario is the 49ers the entire time have been like bro like whatever you want we'll give you. Like money yeah, yeah, is yeah. not a problem here. It's whatever you want and apparently it's just like other stuff besides the money. Um so I I don't think Debo is necessarily like I I think obviously he's trying to get a contract extension and kind of you know secure his financial future for basically the rest of his life and probably his kids his next entire life as well but uh, I I really don't think he's trying to like be a groundbreaking dude whenever it comes to getting the bank I, I just feel like as long as you like take care of him like like a like a top receiver should be taken care of I feel like he'll be all right. So I, I, I really don't think he's like unreasonably asking for like 30 million a year. So if I can get like 20 to 25, like I, I, I think that's a really big
0: win considering everything so, that he does. Yeah, I think 20 to 25 is a huge win. Here's my thought. And this was presented to me the other day. It's always a, well, I'm going to be next league. And it always will be. And I'm going to be next league. And I think Tyree Kill kind of screwed it for whoever gets Debo, the Steelers included. Because if Tyree Tyree Kill is looking at $30 million a year, Debo is looking at that and saying, I'm two years younger than him. I could do pretty much everything he could do. I'm not as fast, obviously. I, I want 30 mil. Now, am I saying he's going to get $30 million? No. But I think that he I, I think AJ Brown will be in that twenty-five million dollar range mark our range mark. I I don't think I don't think Debo is gonna be that comfortable. Now he could be. And I, I I get your process of this sees this seems like the San Francisco 49ers are just not where Debo wants to be anymore. Wherever he does want to be, that would be better. But there's also a part of me that's like, yeah, he did tweet out we're going to start with 25 mil. So I, I can see 30 million being that number.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all, but I mean, dude, like stuff really goes sideways at the negotiation table. So like people can tweet all they want. People can say all they want, but like, whenever it comes down, they're trying to get like a new deal. Like th- only the people inside of that room, which is likely like, Debo, Debo's agent and then like a couple representatives like from the team. Like th- those are the only opinions that matter and like people really could care less of what Debo tweets or like what Debo wants cuz like ultimately it's going to be up to his agent to secure the bag for him. But I mean Christian Kirk getting 20 million million a year, the 30 is not out of the question for Debo, so.
0: What's uh Debo's agent's the same agent as AJ Browns and DKs, I'm pretty sure. I saw that the is other day. It- Oh yeah, it's all over. It's all over. They're all getting so much money. Deontay Johnson's got to be pissed that he is not included in this. I'm about to be absolutely rich club that the NFL wide receivers are about to be. All right, before we transition into one former Pittsburgh Steelers talking a little smack on the Steelers because of Debo Samuels. I got to ask a question, bro. Speaking of uh, the holiday yesterday. Did you see Antonio Brown celebrating by smoking a one-foot-long blunt and then and then singing or rapping or whatever he does in front of, like, a huge crowd to celebrate 420, I guess?
1: No. Where was this at? Oh, TMZ <laughs> Sports.
0: You always got to get your daily dose of TMZ Sports. Came on. Dude was wearing overalls. He's obviously a terrible rapper. We know that. It was crazy. The Blunt said something on it, like I don't know if it said like Versace or something or like that does Gucci. Not
1: surprised me at all,
0: dude. Okay, this is all I thought though. Like people have, like you, you always have an instant re- an instant reaction to things like this. My instant reaction was, well, Antonio Brown's never getting signed again in the NFL ever because we knew we knew who Antonio Brown was, but he just put it out there, just like I am now a rapper, a full blown rapper, and I don't care, man. I just don't care. I also got yeah. a. Uh, Good. I
1: I also thought he wouldn't be playing in the NFL after he threw a, a bag of uh, gummy penises. Yeah, at, but at, at the police. But like.
0: But okay, so I agree with that one. I agree with that one. But can we both agree that maybe the NFL cares a little bit more about smoking some weed than see harming people. Yeah. <laughs> Because that okay. seems to be it, man. Josh Gordon yeah. was basically executed from the NFL for years. Bro,
1: Josh Gordon got like fifteen chances. Like fifteen I, chances. I hate, I hate whenever people bring him up, because like, dude, they gave him every opportunity he could have ever asked for. The dude just could not stop smoking weed.
0: Dude, but Antonio Brown threw the threw furniture off of a balcony at a grandpa and a child. Yeah. And they let him back in, they didn't even do anything about it. They were just like, yeah, man, well, it wasn't us. We You didn't smoke weed, so <laughs> do your thing, dude. You're not Josh Gordon. I'm just saying, I'm, I don't know. I think that uh, that would be, if I'm the NFL, that was it. Just knowing what I know about the NFL, that was the that was the end of it, man. That was the end of it.
1: See, you would think so, but, like, the NFL was meant to clear, as long as you were a talented player, you will always have an opportunity. Unless your name's Colin Kaepernick, but
0: exactly exactly there it is if you smoke weed or stand up against police brutality you're gone but you can throw gummy penises at anybody you want
1: and furniture
0: and furniture at children nobody cares nobody cares so i'm just saying that was the to me that was the first thought i had antonio brown's gone and other antonio brown news he uh just released his new album, which I sent you this press release the other day. It was probably the funniest press release I've ever gotten. And yeah, I'm a little bit of an Antonio Brown critic, I will admit. Um, his new rela- his new album, pa- Para- Paradium? Paradium. paradigm, thank- paradigm, thank you. Um, features some big artists actually. French Montana, DaBaby, Fivio Foreign, don't know who that is, Young Thug, didn't realize he was still around. Uh, Keisha Cole and more, I guess. Crazy. Bright, bright young thug.
1: Dude, that's... Straight uh, out. That's, that's a list right there. Yeah, because French Montana is, like, obviously late, like a hitmaker right there. Yeah, yeah. Or bet $1,500
0: on a game. Shout out Calvin Ridley.
1: Bro, you know damn well he bet more money than that. Come on. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm part... Oh. But I don't know if he did, dude, because parlays... I hope he didn't. I hope he didn't bet more than 1500 bucks. if he was only dude, betting I parlays. Have,
1: I have friends that have bet, like, 10 times at it out in a month. Like, dude, that's... that's oh, no- Yeah.
0: It's nothing. It, nothing. But that's what he said. What did he say? He was like, You, I've never, I never bet before this. Like, yeah, you did. Or maybe you didn't. If you're stra- betting straight player parlays, maybe you didn't. Hold on. We maybe have, you didn't.
1: we have young Dolph's cousin in the chat right now.
0: Oh, that's actually crazy. RIP. Big RIP. Big RIP. Facts.
1: Big R. P. I
0: would have actually been real upset if he, uh, if he was on Antonio Brown's album. So I'm glad that he's not. Um, that being said, Antonio Brown making waves, whole lot of money. Is he still performing at Rolling Loud? He might still be performing at Rolling Loud. Um, so keep an eye on that. We found out about that one at the combine. I haven't paid attention to it since. All right, let's get into the other guy here. Good old Le'Veon Bell, another another Pittsburgh rapper. Um, Le'Veon Bell. Just had he just had he just had to throw some shade at the Pittsburgh Steelers. He put his two cents in here on the Debo Samuels remarks saying, if Debo doesn't play this year, one thing the 49ers are gonna do, gun make sure is to feed someone else the ball and make it seem as if they didn't need Debo when in reality, we all know the truth. But if Debo doesn't play, they'll try to make it seem like the backup, weird place for uh, quotations is just, as good.
1: Really Go quick ahead. before you yeah. get into it. Breaking news. NFL team tries to replace pivotal player with another player.
0: <laughs> that is the dumbest thing. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? And 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 that other pivotal player makes Pro Bowl in year of replacement. Yeah. Career year. James Connors never had a year that good. Ever. Like and Le'Veon Bell's out here. First off, I would I would see this, okay? And and I I got his side of this uh, of this when he tweeted this out, like, okay, yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers they did just immediately replace him, and then everybody made a big deal out of James Conner, and then James Conner didn't turn out to be as as great as everybody hoped. Um, somewhat reviving himself in Arizona, but still, the problem with it is is that Le'Veon Bell went on to do nothing with his career. He signed a big deal in New York. He lasted one season in two games in New York, and he's played 17 games since, and he's rushed for like 200 yards or something in the last two seasons.
1: The problem is that Le'Veon tries to play the victim role. Yeah. When he did that to himself, he could have made $45 million with the Steelers in the first three years of that contract. And if I remember correctly, the Steelers difference between guaranteed money and the Jets guaranteed money was not very significant. Like we're talking like a couple million dollars.
0: Oh yeah. It was $3 million Two two 2.5. I believe more guarantee. I mean, which, which, what is you know,
1: complaining about,
0: I mean, at the end of the day, though, he made out with $2.5 million more than what he would have because if his career was on the trajectory that it was in New York, he would have lasted 16 games, 18 games in Pittsburgh, would have been gone. He would have lost $2.5 million in guaranteed money, but the Pittsburgh Steelers saved a boatload of money by avoiding it. I th- Dude, Le'Veon Bell has played the victim this entire... He released a rap album dissing the city of Pittsburgh, it's fans it's sports everything and then tweeted out something like they gonna make me the villain your your album made you the you want you played the villain what are you talking about yep. maybe on bell whoo the, the the saga of the killer bees man it's one to look back on in a couple of Dude, years that 30
1: for 30 it's gonna be crazy.
0: crazy imagine the ben interviews like or like the crisp at some point they're gonna have to include chris boswell like and they're gonna chris is just gonna be like Honorary Killer B. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't really, I I didn't really mean to be part of this. Um, I don't really want to be part of this. Thanks.
1: Do you do you remember whenever Vince Williams felt left out, so he re- renamed himself Bince? to Vince. be part of the Killer
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Bince Williams. Uh, that would have been the best one of them outside of Ben. I mean, they were all good. Antonio Brown's is the only one that ever like. Sh- it it should have just been like. Antonio Brown is the killer bee. Maybe add Le'Veon Bell and like Ben and Chris Boswell and they should just Mark spend Tavius. their own thing. Oh my gosh, I forgot about Martavius Bryant. The killer bees, man. That 30 for crazy. It's gonna be crazy. They we're, should already talk- made it. We're
1: talking like um that that like Jordan documentary on uh on ESPN that, that like oh, six part yeah. series. I, I can't, you can't those.
0: make a six part series though. You can't like, oh, you it, could
1: make uh, it bro. of this team. You absolutely okay. could,
0: but like, yeah, maybe you could, I think you can make six episodes of just Antonio Brown talking. Oh yeah. Like, man, did you watch his, his pivot thing with, uh, Ryan Clark, everything that, Every everything that he says is just like it. First off it takes, it's such long sentences. And I'm like, man, what are you doing? And it's always like in a direction where you have to keep this conversation going. You can't just end it. And uh, six episodes, 40 episodes, a movie, a movie just about and ABs after the killer bees. It could be, you should make 30 for 30 on on Antonio Brown. Somebody See, know how to I, copyright I, things? I,
1: I watched that interview that he did with Pivot. And then I immediately watched the one that Jalen Ramsey did with them. And it was like a night and day different because like Jalen Ramsey is such a smart dude. And like, he speaks super well. And then just going from like Antonio Brown, like yelling and like getting pissed off every five minutes to Jalen Ramsey, like, like carefully, like pinning his points and like collecting his thoughts while also still being like entertaining. Oh yeah. Night and day difference, bro.
0: Night and day difference. It's uh, it's, it's crazy. And at some point, just to look back, just to, just to, a little reflection here at some point, In time, people were saying that Juju Smith-Schuster was a problem. Boo-boo. Boo-boo McSchuster. But they also were worried, like, oh, he caught on to Antonio Brown. Big props to Juju because he did not. And it could have been real bad if he did. Could have been real, real bad if he did. All right, enough Le'Veon Bell. Oh, God, Last comment on Le'Veon Bell. Last
1: comment. The hardest thing I've ever seen – was that picture Juju posted on Instagram after AB like went nuts and like chatted himself to the Raiders pretty much. Is that pic Juju posted of him like toe tapping in the end zone to like beat the Raiders (laughs) with Antonio Brown in the background?
0: So true. So true. I forgot about that one so hard. So that's what I'm saying. Juju deserves so much more respect than I believe Pittsburgh Steelers fans gave him. Now, don't get me wrong. There were the downs of Juju Smith-Schuster, but there were a lot of people that hated on him for dumb things. Social media savagery is just a part playing wide receiver. You're either good at it or you're not. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's good. He's real good. All right, so we've been asking for about a week now for everybody to go submit your mock drafts into our community page. Nobody's doing it, but that's okay. Two people have, so we're going to go through them a little bit. See... How we match up. There's a couple of trades in here which seem really cool. I apologize. I tried to make a, dra- a graphic. Um, my computer is freaking out. So if anybody knows how to uh, fix MacBooks, yeah, slide them in my DMs on Twitter. Appreciate you. All right. First one here is from Dominic Schrader. Appreciate you, Dom. Coming out here strong. I'll give you the first three picks here because there's a trade after pick three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Round one, pick 20. Defensive lineman out of Georgia, Jordan Davis, huge. Round two, pick 52, cornerback, out of Auburn, Roger McCreary, shut down Jamar Chase, plenty of times in college. Feel good about that one. And then round three, pick 84, I believe it's out of Purdue, wide receiver, David Bell. I really
1: couldn't be mad at that. I feel like if anything, you could probably get away with swapping corner and receiver there but like nonetheless still a very solid mock draft um I, I, I want to give a special shout out to whenever we deep dive in after the trade part to where the, the Steelers trade up with another team but I mean Jordan Davis would be a phenomenal pull at number 20 uh Roger McCreary is like a very solid corner to get in the second round then David Bell admittedly so I don't know um leaps and bounds about David Bell but I mean, if you're getting a wide receiver in the third, you hope he can somewhat produce, and he's not going to come in and, uh, you know, be expected to contribute wide receiver one numbers right away. So, I mean, I, I like that beginning of the mock draft.
0: Yeah, I'm a big, big fan about it. This is actually crazy timing, Dom. We appreciate you jumping on right now. You did miss debo talk, but that's okay. Drop your comments in. Drop your questions in the comments, and we will be happy to answer well, any. shredded, bro. Yeah, huge. I didn't want to say that, but you you do look huge. Um, Yeah, like traps for days. Um, Everybody, drop your Debo Samuel's questions in the chat, and we'd be happy to answer them as we're going through this here. Either way, Dom, we're going through your mock draft here. Then he's got a trade, trading up the Tennessee with the Tennessee Titans, who receive a 2023 third round pick. Pittsburgh Steelers receive a 2022 third round pick. They come back and they drop. Offensive tackle, Kellen Dish, Come back in the fourth round, Cordell Flott. That's a name. And then round six, running back out of Michigan, Hassan Hassix. How are you feeling about those next three picks?
1: I like that a lot. And as the resident Arizona State expert on the all Talk podcast. Oh I feel like I can give you a pretty good breakdown of Kellen Dish. <laughs> Um
0: <laughs> I couldn't tell. I you just Deish. that that – that is that is that is T.J. Watt. Either way, man, I would ride with that.
1: And I I would also ride with that. If somebody's like, "Bro, that's you," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's definitely me, bro." Oh yeah, I mean, I got. Him
0: giant. <laughs> Do you see my traps, man? This is me in real life. Then we'll never. Um, this is social media age.
1: dish when comparing like a board like pro football focuses big board to the, how this would play out in the draft, um, the Steelers would be getting like still hair pretty much because I believe. Um, Kellen Deesh is either ranked like 64, 74, or 84, somewhere around there, and they're getting them at pick number 90. Um, so, definitely like a solid guy to develop for a year and roll the dice on them to see what happens. Um, the pick that really sticks out here for me would be the Hassan Haskins pick in the sixth round. Um, I think that'd be perfect. Like, I, I don't think you'd be reaching for a running back at all. You wouldn't really have to worry about going to get a veteran guy. And I feel like that the upside for Haskins in the sixth round, I, I feel like he could play a very, very solid second fiddle to Najee. Oh, yeah. I'm a big
0: fan of Haskins. Um, I'm also a bigger fan of the seventh round picks. Percy Butler, um, need a safety. I'm like up and down on a late round safety. But Charleston Rambo out of Miami Perhaps with the last pick Dude, football name, look, let me tell you a little bit about Charleston Rambo, okay? So I've been playing Madden since I'm five years old, okay? And since I was about 15, somehow I have gotten deep enough in imported, downloaded Madden draft classes that Charleston Rambo has run across my name for a decade now, a decade. This man is always a fourth to seventh round pick, always. And the man is always a producer. Plays on the inside, plays on the outside. Somewhat of a bulky dude. Not super fast. Love his game. Just, just out of mat. And then on the field, on the football field, same same guy. Same guy. Seventh-round pick. I don't know if he falls that low. I hope he falls that low. I think that would be a personal steal in the seventh round. Plus, plus, I would easily buy my first current. I don't own a Steelers jersey from anyone on the current team. Charleston Rambo would get that jersey easy the big mac presley harvin almost got that jersey and we became Good a little skeptical him. yeah Good became call. a little skeptical then i saw his shoe collection on a zoom call one day and i said eh, you know less skeptical now we're gonna see how year two treats him. all right before we get into the next one here sky Moore, love that you said are you guys still riding high on him because oh, we so appreciate nice. you not just talking about shouting him out there because you know we like to keep him a secret yeah dude i'm super high on sky Moore. Super high on Sky Moore. I, my only worry with him right now is that for some reason, people are tossing his name out there. Like he's a late first round pick. He's maybe not. early second round. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers should be able to get him at 52 with ease. And yeah. at one point, I thought he was most suitable between 52 and possibly trading higher up into the third round. But sure. I did not see him. Cool. But I I did not see him. Becoming a first round pick. And I think that if you have to reach for him at 20, you're just doing too much. Way too much. There's going to be options in the second round. That being said, huge on him. Very huge. Um, all right, second one here. Tames, 1971. These these can be found on our community page. We'll also share this video on YouTube. Don't you worry about that one. Coming in strong. I wish I saved this one for Derek because he'd probably have a giant smile on his face. Maybe shed a tear. Insane. Maybe shed a tear. Oh, and and he came back. Tames, I hope you're listening, man. I appreciate you because you've been listening to me here. Pick number 20, cornerback out of Clemson, Andrew Booth, and then wait for it, trading back into the second round by our into the first round by giving up the 52nd pick and next year's second round pick, which I believe could be a possibility to get Buffalo's first round pick at pick 25, which is, like I've said, one pick before the Tennessee Titans. Training back up to get Desmond Ritter. Then coming in on round three. Uh Nicholas Petit Freer out of Ohio State. That is that is the perfect. Perfect draft for me. I don't even need to go any farther.
1: Yeah, I'm not uh tackle is definitely a position where I'm I'm not like wary on. I just don't think the Steelers will like put a heavy emphasis on tackle especially in the the first parts of the draft although I will say if they're going to force themselves to take either like in like tackle or an interior player it's going to be tackle because I feel like at least for right now they're probably more comfortable with the signings that they had at like guard and center in the uh, offseason but dude like if you're getting Andrew Booth who's highly regarded as probably the most underrated prospect that can go in the first round and then you move back up into the first and you get your guy desmond ritter and only giving up a second round pick for the following year i mean if you like ritter that much and you think he could be a guy in a couple years second round picks nothing nothing to go get your guy in the first round
0: that's what i'm saying i think that you could even give up next year's first round pick and you're taking a risk but if you believe that desmond ritter is your dude or even malik willis is your dude you go get your dude that's what you do. It is never, it is very rarely failed at the quarterback position. Very rarely. You look at recent years, Patrick Mahomes, people that get crazy, crazy. Why would you go to Lamar? Are you kidding me? Lamar Jackson running court. Or didn't you see RG three? What happened to RG three? It, it works and it works very, very well. Most of the time, but you have to be totally sold on who that quarterback is. Um, I believe they believe Desmond is that guy. Personally, I don't. Eh, eh. All right, there's a couple more picks here, but first, Ralph, we appreciate you. Neither are we. bro. Neither of us. Dumb. Nobody's caught like Dom, man. Nobody's caught like Dom. Appreciate you, though. Yeah, facts. Uh Coming back to back here. at pick 138 and 208 in the fourth and the sixth rounds. They're going Alex Pierce, wide receiver, and Bo Melton wide receiver out of Rutgers. I loved Bo at the Senior Bowl. And then coming back in at 225, Zaquandri Wright, our White, excuse me, running back. I like the picks. bulk up offense. I won't lie and act like I know who White is, the running back. I'm not a big fan. I, I don't know. But I know Bo Melton was a stud. I think he could be a very good addition in the sixth round. Doesn't really have all the physical traits going on for him, but a very good route runner. Me and you said it a bunch of times at the Senior Bowl that he looks a little bit like Deontay Johnson when he's on the football field. Yeah, I think he could be a good pick there in the sixth round. At bulking up offense late, I mean, I'm I'm about it.
1: Oh, definitely no. And if if you're gonna want to roll the dice on receivers, especially the the like later part of the draft on day three uh that you're definitely going to want to do that sooner rather than later and two guys like alec pierce and Bo melton which you know we we got to kind of establish that you know we are semi fans of Bo melton um i still need to kind of follow up and do some more digging on him uh it's a Wright, right just like you bro i have no idea but Any running back late is better than an early running back. So I'm definitely on board with that. And then Myron Tagovaiola-Amosa, defensive lineman there, rounding out the 2022 draft, adding some depth there. Seventh round, I'm not super upset with that at all.
0: Yeah, I I was just about to say that. So I have been very high on – he's out of Notre Dame – um, he's been team captain for like three years now I, when he went to Notre Dame, actually, I was still like in the process of being a Notre Dame fan. I, I grew up a Notre Dame fan and he was very big coming into the program. He's, he doesn't have all the physical stuff. Like he's not going to beat you off the ball. He's not the biggest dude in the world, but he goes 110 miles per hour. And those Notre Dame guys, those defenders, they're good additions late because they turn into guys like Isaac Rochelle, who are just like. Really good special teamers and depth pieces to have. I mean, um, Drew Tranquil in Los, Los Angeles for the Chargers, nobody even knew what position he was going to play. He was like the beginning of those like rover guys to come into the NFL, and he's dug out a pretty good career for himself at middle linebacker. JOK is the same way. I just think they're high-motor guys who could do a lot here. All right, so um, Zaquandre Wright out of South Carolina, should have known that one. Oh, I did know. This guy snuck his way into the Senior Bowl, impressed a lot of people. There were times that I was standing at the end of the field watching practices with Nick Farbaugh of Pittsburgh Sports Now, and we were both very impressed at how hard this guy was running. I think he could could be a good addition yeah. there, good zone fit, you know?
1: Maybe if it wasn't pouring rain and I can hear the, the players I was interviewing at the Senior Bowl, I might have been able to notice him. Shout out to you.
0: Yeah, if it wasn't pouring rain, we did spend the last day of the Senior Bowl just chilling under the bleachers because Alabama weather, man. No, nah. all right. We got one more question here before we head out. We talked to. Have we talked about Miles Boykin? We talked about Miles Boykin on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Miles Boykin, good addition on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, two point five four million dollar deal. We'll go through it once again. What are your thoughts there?
1: I think at worst, he'll be a, a special teams contributor. And I know we kind of already uh, m- made our statements on Boykin on Tuesday. So if you do have an opportunity, to go back and listen to that to get more like an extensive breakdown. But like definitely a special teams guy. And I feel like the Steelers don't it. It, it doesn't move the needle for me on whether or not they should go take receiver in the first or second or third round, whatever it might be. Um, but if they absolutely have to roll into a year with Boykin as that like third or fourth receiver, I don't think they're terribly upset. And I do think he's going to get an opportunity. Um, I view him as more of like a James Washington replacement, just in terms of the role that he's going to have. And if I remember correctly, he's like 6'4", 220, 225, yeah. somewhere, somewhere around that frame. Um, so it's just another big, tall target for somebody to go up and get. And uh, I still think the Steelers are going to want another like crisp route runner because like you're not going to send him like fine down the field like Chase Claypool. I, I think it would be counterproductive to what Matt Canada wants to do. Um, but I, I think he's a solid add for the price tag they got him at.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, $2.54 million. It's It's a classic Steelers move to just say, we liked this guy in the draft. They were released before the end of their rookie contract. We're going to get him. We're going to make him part of this team. Now, I agree with you. I think he's a James Washington 2.0. He's the ability. He has the ability to replace Chase Claypool on the field without replacing Chase Claypool. You keep a 6'4 big-bodied guy on the field at all times. Doesn't change the fact that you still have to go get, like you said, a route runner. You still need a. You still need an X. You still need a slot or somebody that can play both. But it relieves pressure to say we have to go get two guys that can play and make an impact immediately in the NFL draft. Now you could just say we need a guy early. If we want a guy late, we could go double dip or we could go find a guy like we found in Ray Ray McLeod two years ago, really, really late in free agency and bring him in to be another addition. Um, I think it's got uh, it's got potential. That's what it is. He's 25 years old, I believe. He's got plenty and plenty of potential.
1: And yeah, he huh. he didn't play a whole whole lot, in like, and like, I'm not expecting big things out of him, but like, it's there, you know. Oh, it's like he, definitely he's, there. He's not this like uber productive guy, but I don't think the Steelers picked him up to be an uber productive guy, you know. I, I think they just needed a capable, another capable receiver on the depth chart, and they saw the Ravens waived him, and they figured why not. So,
0: Hunch tossed it out here. If they trade for another first round pick, will it affect the salary cap? Um, we appreciate you listening from out in Australia. We didn't even realize we had Australian fans shout out hunch. Heck yeah. Um, no, it does not affect the salary cap. They will need to pay for them. The Steelers keep about $10 million or so for their draft picks. If they add another second round pick, they'll probably have to keep a little bit more than that, but nothing that they won't be able to handle. Um, that being said down the road, it gives them two players that would have a fifth year option. So that's, Exactly what you're looking for if you're a team looking to develop right now, which the Pittsburgh Steelers are to a degree. So it's a good option to have, but no. Um, I think we're I think we got them all. All righty. We appreciate you. Don, sorry, eh, words. Donnie's going to appreciate a good day out in Arizona. I'm gonna go appreciate a gloomy but turning into a nice evening here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank you everybody for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Make sure to also use our promo code at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. I'll be back tomorrow with Derek. Enjoy your night. Cheers.